0: once i I, it was going down obviously instead of working out already how much position size i want to put on this trade or how much i wanted to risk i was just putting extra money so just more money more money more more, more than it was going down i was putting more money more money more money Welcome guys to Trader Over a Shoulder for this next episode. So today I'm with Mickey. How's Um, it going guys? I'm Alex if you're not here before. Um, Today we're actually going to talk about psychology around trading, a little bit about uh, the real life and how that actually affects our psychology when trading. But uh, make sure if you're here first and this is the first time, go on to the other episodes and look at Mickey's biggest loss or look at some of the taking trading full time. Um, and there you go, we'll get straight into it because we've got quite a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, It's on YouTube, you can see us exactly. uh, sitting on the sofa and actually looking at the camera or mm. if you want to check it out while you're driving.
0: Spotify, yeah, yeah those are the best places to, to, uh, to watch and listen. Um, but yeah, let's go on. How's everything going anyway? I know you've done a, quite a few trades over the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, I took uh, a good trade on uh, the NASDAQ. I'm in Tesla right now. I traded it uh, on and off. Still in Tesla, looking pretty good to the upside.
0: Funny story I tried to fade Mickey and I got my ass whooped. Yeah, I, (laughs) I tried to fade everything that Mickey says and yeah, it just didn't work. I absolutely got wrecked. So. Um, so
1: always listen Always
0: listen to Mickey's calls Definitely <laughs> um, Yeah I've also had quite a few nice trades On the DAX The 5 has actually started introducing indices So I've started right. playing around with indices And
1: it's an amazing uh, opportunity for all of you guys Who want to trade indices Yeah yeah.
0: yeah. So um, Wicked Let's go on to the psychology And I know this is something that is quite mundane for a lot of people For me it is f- so interesting um, But is psych- psychology important when you're trading? Let's start off with that and why is it important when you're trading?
1: So, you know, when I started, most people uh, told me that psychology is like 30% and uh, technical analysis is like 70%, mm-hmm. right? But at the end, as soon as, soon as you get into trading and, and really start to understand the game, it's actually more of like 80, 85% of the uh, Psychology and fifteen of the technical analysis because at the end, you know every athlete, every uh, sport uh, player will tell you that the the state of mind is the the one that will uh, you know um,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, push you forward and push you forward, but also uh, get the the best result basically.
0: Yeah, I when I first got into trading as well, that's. The kind of assumption that I had as well, you know, you you need to be the best technical analyst. You need to to know everything about every type of technique. Right. Uh, but then when you get into it and you, you you find yourself wrong on a trade, suddenly, then it goes from being the the technical analyst to then actually, how am I going to manage my emotions when I'm in a losing trade, or even when I'm in a winning trade? For me personally. Um, when I'm in a losing trade, I actually hold on for way too long. When I'm in a winning uh, losing trade, and I hold on to way too long. When I'm in a winning trade, I like to take my profits way too early because I'm All scared right. of losing them. Mm-hmm. And these are the basic things. Then, When you're starting trading and you have a little bit of luck, you don't actually start understanding that you have uh, these kind of blocks. And then, when you're in trading for quite a, for maybe like six months, a year, two years, then you start seeing that you've got these kind of mental blocks or these kind of blind spots that actually, um, you know, a detriment to your trading, actually.
1: But I guess it, it's even start before that, right? Yeah. Before you enter the trade, it's, um, you know, your approach to trading to this business, uh, the way you handle yourself on a regular basis, then. Uh, before you enter the trade, how uh, focused you are, how uh, self-aware you are, before you enter the trade, and mm-hmm. then when you enter the trade and you're in, on the losing side, then are you able, uh, you know, to control your emotions, to control your uh, state uh, state of mind, and basically uh, stick to the rules mm-hmm. that you have, and also like the opposite, uh, you just mentioned uh, mentioned that you're in a profit. But now you want to let your profit run, you yeah, and not just uh, run away like uh, <laughs> <in the air. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I guess. Um, but you saying to be prepared before you actually go into the trade—that's probably the best way to
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, the, before you even start trading, like in general, go to this uh, uh, sector of trading, mm-hmm. this profession. Before you even start doing that, you need to prepare yourself. You know, like a basketball, a basketball player. Yeah. He starts by understanding, okay, this is my path. This is what I want to do. This is uh, the time that I need to uh, put in how many hours a day, how many uh, days a week, uh, you know, which type of uh, training do I need to use mm-hmm. to do, um, et cetera. So the state of mind is the first thing you want to work on before you even click on the mouse button. mm
0: mm-hmm. You know? I think that was a quite a big mistake that I made when I first got into trading because I never did any kind of preparation. Obviously, when I pulled up the chart, looked at support and resistance lines, did you know all the basic TA, yeah. and then I got straight into the trades, you know. And I got into a habit of that's the way to trade, mm. when really now I've been in a, a prop prop company and I see how traders, real traders, trade like Mickey, like Sal, like Yaniv. People actually, you know, sit down. They're looking at the market and they're actually planning a trade way before they click the button. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: and I guess it's not your fault because yeah. some of, you know, because when you walk into YouTube and see all the all the videos yeah. of how to get quick uh, crypto pop,
0: baby like, throw throw a, da- a board and then it just yeah. you know it goes up so.
1: Uh, this is a profession trading is a profession like any other profession so you gotta treat it that way you gotta first start building yourself the, the right foundations and only then building the first floor the second floor you know all the way to the uh, rooftop
0: when we look at psychology what are the, the basis what is the basics of the psychology that we need is it is there any special Something specifically that people need to work on before they start on or is it just everything in a whole, you know what I'm...
1: First I guess patient. Okay, you know, you you gotta have this you gotta control it It's one of the hardest to control but definitely Yeah, uh, second on the other side you need to be a little bit uh, competitive you know? Yeah, because uh, you wanna win you, you want to have the state of mind of a winning person. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's also kind of hard um, to manage and keep pushing yourself always to improve, especially if you have, you know, like a losing day or even a streak of a, a week or so. Yeah. But you got to have this mentality. And um, if you don't have it, just use a coach or, uh, you know, someone mm-hmm. that can help you, someone that can push you when you're not at your best
0: yeah do you think if somebody is not like that somebody that is really impulsive somebody that you know is very indecisive do you think that they can become good traders
1: i mean they can become if they will uh, you know change their their behavior but uh, not like this so if you stay impulsive it won't help you.
0: Do you think there's certain strategies that maybe would be good for a trader like that? Maybe like scalping, maybe yeah, but, uh, high... But then
1: again, we're going to the technical analysis part, the, the technique. Yeah. Part. But if it's not focused and is not in the right state of mind of uh, becoming a professional trader, then it won't work. You know?
0: what, were, what were your blind spots when you first got into trading?
1: First, let my profit uh, run. Okay. Yeah, it was hard at the beginning because you know you see you see the money. You yeah. S- finally made money. <laughs> yeah. so when you start trading, obviously you're losing much more than you're winning, so you finally made some money at least on you know on the floating PNL, mm-hmm. and then um, you want to take something home just to cover some of the losses or just to feel better, and those kind of things. You know you need to work on them um but as soon as as i mentioned probably before as soon as you take the pnl out of the equation Mm -hmm. then your state of mind started to uh, become more of a performance based Mm -hmm. and not uh, money based
0: you know so yeah putting it as a good technique you you just take the pnl off don't you you don't even trade with pnl So I, I've started putting um, everything into points instead of profits. So I'm just right. seeing points instead, um, which it does. It does actually help. Yeah, putting it putting it there yeah. does help. And then I'm just looking at the chart. Sometimes I even take uh, the lines of lines actually off the chart so I can't actually see where the order is actually in the in the market Mm -hmm. because then as soon as I take that off that was a suggestion from Saul as soon as I take off my order my orders in the market and where my position is then I have an actual overview of where the market actually is but when you see suddenly your break-even point is here and your stop losses and all of that stuff sometimes you're like tunnel vision on that area Mm -hmm. and you can't actually understand where price is actually going you're kind of so I think that really helps me a lot as well. And that is definitely, if there's anybody like that who's struggling to let some profits run or having that tunnel vision, um, take the lines off the, the chart, the positions, it really does help. And like Mickey says, change it instead of seeing the P&L, change it to points or something like that or get rid of it in total. I think maybe get, may rid, get of, rid of it, the whole mean, thing.
1: That That's my first and the, probably the most... Uh, you know, the top range of my advice to you guys is just taking the PNL off, because as soon as you understand it's not the PNL that running the show, yeah, then you can start really improving and start really uh, working on being a trader, regardless of the money, because the money will come as soon as you will perform better. You know? Yeah. So.
0: It's always funny when you always take partial profits or you take all your profits then it goes to your original take profit and then when you don't it always goes back to your break even for you know i don't know that's that's the interesting thing that happens to me all the time
1: it's Murphy. Mur- Working, uh, yeah.
0: Extra hours. <laughs> yeah um what are the what are the obviously taking profits a little bit too early that was one of your blind spots yeah. that you got rid of that by doing what you did the pnl the P&L, and that got rid of it
1: I mean, you know, it's obviously didn't occur in one day. We yeah. You
0: know, okay. What yeah. well, what was the next kind of blind spot?
1: Um, on the other side, I had, you know, like, um, just running before my stop loss, just exiting the trade before my stop loss hit. Right. Okay. So the price dropping down, let's say I uh, I risked a hundred dollars. Yeah. The price dropping down to 80. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, uh, closing out.
1: Closing the the trade. And obviously, as you mentioned, it went up again and uh, yeah. it made a profit. So those kind of things is re- mostly related to risk management.
0: Mm-hmm. You got like, too much on the trade and it's yeah, too much of a risk. That's why you want to get out of it if it goes. Just
1: scared of losing money, the fear of losing money. <laughs> again, if you take out the PNL, then uh, you also will see a change in mm-hmm. that because you know what you're risking at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this hundred dollar or whatever that you're risking, so it doesn't really matter. You don't really need to look at the price, mm-hmm. at the, the money wise. So um, take the PNL off, take some risk off as well. Mm-hmm. If you let's say take the trade, look at the trade and say, okay, if I would have uh, done it with twenty dollar risk, mm-hmm. would have you know would have stayed or yeah or you know run yeah and exit the trade
0: so yeah. there was a, there was a good thing that I, f- I can't remember who recommended me doing was take 100 trades it's quite difficult to do because mentally it's quite difficult take 100 trades with $1 and that's what we were doing on crypto so yeah. every position was just like $1 and just trade it is actually really hard maybe even just lowering it instead of a hundred trades do like 25 or 50 trades just with one dollar and just see how your strategy works and just take all that that emotion out of losing or or winning you know but it's it's difficult to do because then when you see it you know goes up to your take profit and you're like wow i could have made so much money on that it is difficult but it's
1: kind of difficult when you're doing it on a tiny yeah amount of dollars but just build yourself the pumps when you when you're working yourself up mm-hmm. uh, you need just to build it tiny bit one step at a time uh, so if you're risking like 10 dollars then start risking 13 risking 18 and so on and mm-hmm. so on don't jump from i had that time when i when i tried to jump from uh don't remember exactly the price but let's mm-hmm. say 200 hundred mm-hmm. dollar to 700 hundred dollar, and you know it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's still a huge difference. Even if you're not looking at your PNL, you're still feeling.
0: Yeah. So because um, that one big loss can be, you know, if it's ten percent of your portfolio or anything like that, you know, it's quite quite a lot. You know, I I remember when I was trading crypto at the beginning. And sometimes I would actually be using leverage and I'd be fully exposed trying to get out of a position because averaging down was the the technique that we were getting taught or was getting talked around in hold the community. Down, hold on. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Averaging
1: down is a good averaging, thing That's do. why
0: I think we should you show... What you do. Exactly. We need to show people the correct way of averaging down because the way that people are getting taught how to average down is blowing accounts. Yeah. Like I was fully exposed and I was only lucky that I actually ended up getting out that position within a with my account You know in a little bit more profit Um, But I was just stuck in front of the computer. My heart was you know sweating. I couldn't even move nobody could talk to me I was just looking at it and I was frozen, you know I was absolutely frozen and that was because all of my account was actually exposed
1: So how did you get to that point?
0: in that particular to be honest, I, I say this because it happened a couple of times. Not when I was fully exposed, but in a, in a particular trade, I was very impulsive that I wanted, I let's say I saw, saw the pump and instead when my plan was to get into, onto a retrace, I would just get in straight away. I saw it pumping up, I'd get in straight away. No, um,
1: Let, let's talk about okay. psychology here. Why did you do that?
0: Why? Because I had FOMO. I had the craziest FOMO and especially when you're making so much money in a bull market when everything is going up and these pumps are fast and these pumps, you make a lot of money on them. Um, When I would see like a pump, I would buy in, I'd buy in straight away because I thought, you know, that's it. It's going, as they say, to the moon, you know, it's going to the moon. And obviously I was learning all these techniques. I wanted to get in on maybe a retrace, but as soon as I saw it like break out of a level and a pump, then I just got straight in. Anyway, it was probably, I can't remember precisely, probably like a fake out. And then I started obviously just averaging down, averaging down using- Hold on. Okay.
1: So you said you're taking, um, you were at the formal phase, right? Fomal
0: phase. Okay. Then a scared phase.
1: So before the scared phase, mm-hmm. the formal phase, when you wanna, um, you know, work on that, you gotta always re- remember to tell yourself that, you know, this is only one asset, and in this moment right now, tomorrow, the next week, two years from now, you will have plenty more of opportunities like that, if not even better than that. So as soon as you pump in. All the time you're saying to yourself that, then you the FOMO uh, to decrease
0: because mm-hmm.
1: okay, so I can skip that and tomorrow I can come and trade another one. Because mm-hmm. you know, there are how many cryptocurrencies are there?
0: Probably as many as there are stocks.
1: So, you know, it will be tomorrow you will see another Luna. You will see yeah. another bit. I hope I hope not, unless you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just keep reminding yourself that. There is always the next day or the next hour, the next
0: asset. I agree. And I can say that now because I've got now years of experience of looking and seeing what's happening. But for a newbie trader that is getting in into the marketplace and everything's going up, naturally you want to buy it when everything's going up. That's a natural thing that you want to do. And especially when you've got youtubers you've got friends you've got everybody telling you that this coin is going to be the coin that makes you a hundred thousand or this coin that's going to make go to to whatever price it's very difficult to come into that with a discipline that not to chase the market you naturally want to chase the market mm -hmm. and the only way that i got over it was really just watching the market, like you said, watching it slowly over time, trading a little bit less, um, watching and seeing how the market moves and noticing most of the time where it breaks out of, of these levels, sometimes you've got to wait for a retrace. If it just breaks, goes up to the level, takes a lot of that liquidity, majority of time it's just going back down and, and retesting a different area, so. Right, so,
1: so if you want to do it um, technical wise, yeah. just enter and, and you feel FOMO Yeah. if you can't handle it just
0: enter a small position enter. yeah, yeah. Was,
1: you know like third of your position Yeah. so first you handle the FOMO Yeah. you're not longer in FOMO because you're in it already second if you're mistaken it, it will uh, drop against you you can add the right way and have enough um, money and enough you know uh, space to eat the full position that mm-hmm. you want so
0: So, once it was going down, obviously, instead of working out already how much position size I want to put on this trade or how much I wanted to risk, I was just putting extra money. So, just more money, more money, more more, more than it was going down, I was putting more money, more money, more money, till eventually, like I was pretty much fully exposed. Luckily, I got to an area where it actually turned back up. Yeah, um, and got me out in a little bit of profit, but as soon as it got I was so, I had such a big position compared to my account size all it needed to do was a little bit over my break even, and I was already in like a few hundred dollars uh, profit I was like, okay, fine, I'm getting out straight away and then I was like, whew I could actually speak, my girlfriend could actually speak to me afterwards, because I was I was stuck in it, but
1: Yeah, I had, I had a similar scenario, not in my biggest lot, but Maybe two times before that. Yeah. Just the devil knocking on my door. Yeah. You know, and telling me, man, you were too exposed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely a hard uh, time to handle. But uh, I guess since it happens, it happened to me when I was more experienced, you know, I wasn't uh, a newbie. It was like uh, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. Yeah. Then uh, I handle it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. but definitely you can feel the pressure and you're just praying that you, you know, you wanted to go to your, uh, at least to the entry point.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're telling yourself stuff like, just go to my entry point and, then I'm, yeah. and I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know? yeah. So I'll t- I'll actually tell you my a little bit of my my biggest loss because it was actually kind of a weird situation because I was actually on a, I was trying to short Ethereum Around about its like all time high at the time, okay, and this was can 't remember the exact date. this was the prior can't remember the exact date, but anyway, I was trying to short it way too early at the all time highs, and it was just pushing up, pushing up, pushing up, and I was like, no it's got to come down it's got to come down, and for some reason, even though like my liquidation point was like quite a high. High point, I was very like relaxed I was like no i'm I'm right I know it's going to come down, I know it's going to come down. It kept on pushing up eventually it got to a point where it actually started retracing back down to my break even. I said, yes, I like, knew it was I was like finally, I knew I was right as soon as it got down to my break even point, bang straight back up, hit my liquidation point, which was probably <sighs> Four thousand something, I can't remember, and took out my whole account, and that was about fifteen thousand. Wow! You yeah, You blew
1: it all
0: up. I blew it all up. I had that was in my my trading, my futures account. Obviously, I had spot that I just didn't touch. Okay. Um, but the weird situation was, I was actually quite relaxed. Okay. Which was kind of strange because there's been other times where I've been really stressing, really panicking. And this time, I was actually quite relaxed, even though that price was going against me and or even though, you know, I was losing a lot of money and I was nice very, relaxed. Really like, I don't know. Cause maybe cause I thought that I was right, you know, maybe that I still had it. Like it was inside me that I, I knew, or I thought that I knew that I was right. And then when it came back down, it kind of backed it up that I was right. And it was going to, I was going to make money on this position. Um,
1: just didn't
0: tend to the right one? Right? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know, when price, especially in crypto, when it's going to its all-time highs and it's first, normally it actually tends to break the all-time highs and starts yeah. to go push up, push above or push uh, a lot, a lot more. And I was just inexperienced and gambling, Like yeah. gambling. Um, But the weird thing is, that's why I don't understand. I was actually so relaxed about it. And even when it hit my liquidation point and I lost all of that money, I kind of felt a bit numb, which was very strange, very strange feeling. Like, I just didn't feel anything. I was just like, okay.
1: The money came from a gift or something like
0: that? No, so the money came from the previous, Mm -hmm. the market. When I was, yeah, the trades that I made in spot that, you know, like I said, you, through through a, da- a, a particular crypto and it would and shoot up and right. you made loads of money. Um, but yeah, that was a weird experience for me. And that was all psycholo- like all the psychological aspects, were just it was very strange.
1: How do you think you will react today if you had the same thing?
0: First I'd have my, my stop loss. I'd have a stop loss, I'd have a, an area where I know that I was definitely wrong. Um, also I understand how the market works a lot more so I wouldn't be getting into that position in the first place I actually took a picture of the position so I got a picture on my computer and I actually found it with some notes uh, probably a few weeks ago and I looked at it and I was like what were you thinking (laughs) like what were you What? why would you even even think about getting into a position like that it was just like everything with the position was just wrong but I think uh, it was just experience that really helped me overcome that. And now I look back and, you know, I can say how foolish it was. But to be honest, I'm happy that I actually survived that and I got through it and I'm still trading. A lot of people, a lot of people may yeah. have given, yeah, a lot of people give up when they have like a, a certain loss. But Yeah, it's
1: also something that uh, us as traders, um, you know, the one that survived
0: yeah.
1: have um, this Think that you know you want to continue your journey and not give up, not not quitting in the middle of the um, the path that you're taking. And um, yeah, that this this is also something psychological that you need to have in order to pursue the dream you have to become a trader.
0: Yeah. With your particular loss, how? How was your psychology with your loss? Because I know we talked about Mickey's biggest loss and Sal's biggest loss, and there were so so many points in there, but now we're talking about psychology. Maybe if we can just hone in how you actually felt when you were in your position. That was your biggest loss.
1: You know, besides uh, the painful uh, feeling of losing that money, um, like I mentioned before, I was upset because I didn't control, I let the... You know, the emotions control me and uh, the trade control me instead of uh, controlling the trade and other than that i felt okay as well like yeah. you mentioned on the uh, you losing trade um i didn't sleep the, uh, those three days not a, not a whole lot i felt a bit more comfortable and uh, confident that i can return and you know at least wow. break even or something like that yeah i did have i did have that feeling um but yeah that, i guess um, what about at the start
0: the, when you like, first got into that position what what was your do you remember how you felt when you first got into that position and then how you were feeling when you were breaking yeah, it down yeah so start definitely. with
1: that so when I started, you know, I felt pretty good. I was up about $2,000 at pre-market. And then when I started and it went against me, I started to add, you know, add into my position, averaging down the right way. You still um, you
0: still felt like you were right on the position. Yeah, though.
1: yeah, definitely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had many times that it went against me. I added and then I got my money at the end.
0: And there was no stop. No, no. You pulled no. it. I,
1: I'm not'm uh, not working with uh, yeah yeah so um, I added more, added more added more and I guess somewhere along the way when I reached the ten thousand or the fifteen thousand uh, loss, then I st- started to feel that something is not right mm-hmm. you know because most cases at least uh, when I had uh, this situation, I headed, um, you know, to the position averaging down and it went up and everything was okay. But now, like I told you, I remember I had a class two hours after the trading uh, began and I was down 25,000. So that moment, since I had the class, I, I felt like, okay, I will leave it. It will bounce up. Because it already uh, went down uh, too much uh, for that day, and you know, at the end of the day, I will try to cover it, or or maybe tomorrow, and then the next day, don't quite remember it. It was uh, Tuesday, but I don't really Mm -hmm. remember the feeling there. Besides the fact that I just, you know, fought my way uh into keep myself in the game so you know i bought then i covered bought covered dropping the price uh to my favorite you know mm-hmm. uh, closer to my position to the pri- uh, to um, the current price yeah and um i remember clearly the the wednesday the one that i covered uh the the loss it was uh, i don't know if i told uh, someone that but um it was 11 a.m.,
0: mm-hmm.
1: our time. So it's pre-market uh, beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I stopped at the Dizengov uh, Center um, Street in Tel Aviv. Uh, Did y- I tell you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and you oh, got yeah. off your, your scooter. Yeah. I got
1: off my scooter. Uh, two minutes before that, I'm with my iPhone. I'm looking at the other side of the street, and I see another guy. That, uh, true story. I see another guy stopping his scooter, looking at his iPhone or whatever it was, and we're both waiting for 11. 11, it's the beginning of the pre-market. So, 11, mm-hmm. reached 11, 8% down.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: both of us just grabbing our hand, head and all of that and just continue to ride. I can, I can swear it was also in that uh, stock and... Uh, Getting hammered as well. I reached my uh, friend' office where where I traded uh, on Wednesday, and I just continued to you know fight, fight and fight. Just buying, selling, buying, selling, dropping the price uh, completely. You know, most of the time when I'm trading, doesn't matter which trade I took. Besides this trade, I felt okay with. It. You know, I yeah. I know how to handle the trade, and if it, and even if it was a losing trade, it's okay. And you know, I done enough trading to to feel comfortable trading and losing. As yeah. Well. But this time, I mean, just it was stronger than me. You know, most yeah. of the time I feel that I I can handle the trade. I know what to do in order to. Uh, keep it positive or uh, close the trade at the right time. In this space, SPCE uh, trade. Oh, space,
0: the stock, that was the stock. Yeah,
1: that's the stock. I just, I didn't have any control. Mm-hmm. Like the market was much stronger than me. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, uh, yeah. It's interesting though how you look from an experienced trader and then the newbie trader where I was pretty much, Frozen in many different aspects. I was just frozen, you know. It's quite numb, frozen, not proactive. You were fighting. You were fighting to get in, getting in, getting out, trying to get back. Averaging. You were really proactive with what you were doing. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's, this
1: is what we do as traders, yeah Because right? we the um, we can't control the the outcome, right? Because mm-hmm. we we're, we're not we're not really moving the stock right we're just uh, playing with it but at the end we have a lot of uh power in our hands um to try to you know to manage the trade right and uh, basically end up with a small loss mm-hmm. or um you know obviously a winning trade so yeah the price will go up or down regardless of what we'll do but we have the opportunity to actually manage the trade and this mm-hmm. is something that um you know, it will come with time.
0: That stock still hasn't gone up, has it? Space. Yeah. <laughs> it wow. Where
1: when I have billions of dollars, <laughs> destroy.
0: Gosh, and with stocks, though you must have like um um margin call or a liquidation point. knows so where where it yeah, gets to a it, certain point and then it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Were you were you close to that point?
1: I, I was at that point. Oh really? For. Uh, for um, least one and a half days yeah. wow
0: and they once it hits the liquidation point that's it your whole yeah. account is they, no no
1: they didn't do that
0: oh they, they didn't do they, that. they
1: didn't uh, cover the, the position they they told me either add money or we will cover mm. but they didn't i was scared i was pretty much afraid of that uh, that they mm. would do it because again i felt super uh, super relaxed because I knew that I can manage the trade and work my way out of the, this hole, but uh, so I was pretty much scared that they will close the, uh, the whole position, but they didn't do that. They let me run.
0: So in a lot of crypto platforms, you would have like a liquidation line mm-hmm. that if it hits that line, yeah, yeah, no the whole what, no they, matter what they, oh, they okay. you liquidates your whole account, not just the position, the whole right. account. The whole account. The whole account. So, yeah, yeah. In that particular wallet so you'd have like your spot wallet and then you'd have your futures wallet your margins wallet or whatever but <clears throat> depends on what kind of leverage you're using i was using cross leverage at the time don't know why but as soon as it hits that area the whole thing goes wow yeah it was pretty pretty intense actually
1: i guess maybe not the only thing that i'm thinking of my account was it's like a portfolio manager account so yeah. maybe they gave me a slack or something
0: like nice. that. You nice, know, yeah. Just, um, For somebody that has taken a huge hit or taken a big loss, I've speak to you know, tons of people here.
1: Yeah.
0: How can they get over it? How can they get over that big loss? Or how can they get back in the game? Or what can they do to get off tilt, as a lot of people call it? Yeah, I
1: mean, if we keep it psychology-wise. Uh, psychology-wise, psychology wise, yeah. Yeah, so first of all, take time off. You know, a week, two weeks, a month, you know, just cool off. Because if you want to, if you get back into the game again, it will be a revenge raid. You know, you will lose probably the whole account. So just take some time off. Um, That's the first thing. Definitely I took two weeks or a month. It took me a a little bit, um, you know, just to click the mouse button. Took me a while just to feel relaxed and and get back into the game. Uh, the other stuff that you need to do is just try to uh, you know understand what happened in that trade mentally, mm-hmm. so not technically. Not going and saying ah oh, the support level didn't hold or whatever. Just go and understand the points that you had along that trade. A mental point that you had along the trade yeah and then understand what you need to work on so is it the FOMO, is it uh revenge trading yeah all of those kind of stuff so as soon as you got that out of the way then you probably should start trading but again mm-hmm. with a uh, smaller risk building mm-hmm. yourself up
0: building that confidence up huh? yeah uh-huh. yeah Without all of your students or the people that you, you teach in the, the colleges and things like that, um, is there a particular blind spot that the majority have when they first start off with? If it's like the majority have FOMO when they first start trading or the majority have, is there anything that is quite the I mean, same with everybody or is it very different?
1: as everybody, you know? Yeah. We're same human beings, right? The same behavior, thousands of thousands of years Nothing really changed. You you got cameras and you got computers or whatever, but at the end you wake up in the morning uh, with fear, Mm -hmm. ego and uh, you know, hope, Mm -hmm. greed and hope. So those are the emotions that drive us every day. So Mm -hmm. at the end most traders, doesn't matter if it's uh, a newbie or a little bit more advanced, he will uh, you know have to conquer his fear and his greed and all of those mm-hmm. kind of stuff yeah
0: what do you think of meditation?
1: i've been doing that for uh, for many years yeah uh, definitely something that i would recommend yeah you know if you're um, if you feel anxious before you are uh, trading i had that um, at the beginning you know sweaty hands and all mm-hmm. that so just take a moment five Five minutes before the opening bell, breathe, you know, just close your eyes, breathe, uh, visualize visualize the the trade, the winning, the day of, of what you want to pursue, what you want to achieve that, that day. Um, yeah, definitely do that before, afterwards as well, you know, to get your body into a uh, relaxed mode because when you're trading, you're you're down you know, like a peak of um intention. Yeah. Um
0: adrenaline and yeah, all that kind of endorphins. Exactly. So
1: just breathe, just uh to cool down a little bit. Yeah. Before you go to bed. What I used to do is um, you know, going to bed, closing my eyes, started and starting to imagine the um the trades that I took, uh recapping in my head, you know. Interesting. And, Technically, uh, technical wise, but also mentally what could have done better uh, mental-wise. So mm-hmm. yeah, those kind of stuff definitely would work. I uh, Also, if we go to the, you know, like a uh, day-to-day. Yeah. So also, um, I wake up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. This is way before uh, Bill uh, Gates or whatever <laughs> at <least to> work, <laughs> work at 5 or at least yeah. the books that saying that. <laughs>
0: Just Bill like, Gates probably wakes up at like eight o'clock, you know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's same. Yeah. You wake up at five. So, uh, first of all, when you when you wake up early, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of professional traders in New York doing that as well. You mm-hmm. wake up early in the morning, five a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the gym, or you just you know meditate or whatever. Just start your day, um, uh, breathing. You know, mm-hmm. just getting into that day. Uh, I like to go to my garden and, you know, mm-hmm. just feel the um, the soil. Yeah. And as soon as uh, you do that, you start your day much better, in my opinion. Um, you start trading and then at the end, you want to go, uh, you finish trading a lot mm-hmm. of that and you want to go to sleep early as well. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you have kids or whatever, or maybe you're in your 20s and you're not really understanding why should I go to bed when Early. I can <laughs> end up with my uh, hang out with my friends and peers yeah. or whatever? And I can relate to that because I did that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if your goal is to become a professional trader, you need to change the habits in order to them to fit to a, a portfolio, a profile sorry, of a professional trader. Yep, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't. Uh, go um, all the way drinking at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and then start trading it the next day. Mm-hmm. It won't really work um, for the long run.
0: And I think we've all tried that, or, you know, when you're <coughs> hungover, right. or you just come back from a festival, and then you try and uh, you try trade.
1: To, yeah, I'll, I'll take a trade on uh, Tesla or whatever. Mm,
0: yeah, trying to fade Give Mickey. Thousand shares. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I agree. I think that's why a lot of a- athletes actually do well in trading. Mm. It's because they are very disciplined and they take, obviously, as well, a lot of army professionals as well. When you wake up, the first thing that you do is you shine and clean your boots. And that's what we did any- anyway. And not just because you want your boots to look clean. That's the, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's it's part bad. of it. But the habit of you waking up, the first thing that you do is that. And then then you start off your day or the first thing you do is you wake up make your bed or just like a habit that you just do constantly no matter what and i think it those types of things that you do in your life do go into and reflect in your trading as well if you're very undisciplined and unorganized you're gonna see that reflect on your trading if you are um you know angry or you are Anything that is going on in, in, in your life, especially with me as well, I instantly see it reflected on my trading. Revenge trading or FOMO when I'm very impulsive. And I have times when I'm impulsive, I have times when I'm very relaxed and I always see it on the chart first.
1: So. hundred percent. I have a good friend that is um, you know, he, trading and all of that. He had um, a period of like four months
0: mm-hmm. that
1: wasn't stable. Yep. he's trading in his, own his life off, yeah, yeah uh break up with his girlfriend and yeah all yeah that. and at the end you automatically and then he's sending me like uh charts and trade that he made and uh, losing trades and all of that and automatically you see how their personal life reflect mm. and uh you know uh, fucking up his uh, yeah, trading, yeah. basically.
0: Same thing happened in, in the Fiverr, so I just broke you up, but the same thing happened with a trader that was making, he was making, I think on gold, he made like 30 or 40 grand. Yeah. Um, and then he split up with his long-term partner right. and instantly you see he blew his account. Yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing. Sorry, I interrupted you there. No problem.
1: So, uh, yeah, so definitely when you, you understand where or when uh, you have something in your life, in your, in your personal life, that uh, you know is changing, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you you know move into a different um, apartment, or breaking up uh, with your girl, or um, getting a kid, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, as soon as, um, switching jobs, uh, something like that. So as soon as you have that, you gotta understand that you you need to take a break from trading, mm-hmm. or if you still wanna trade and Um, I can't tell you otherwise. Just lower your risk. Just lower it. Take those three, four months right now and just lower your risk. Let yourself get back into the game Mm -hmm. after your personal life are set, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Other stuff that you mentioned, habits in the morning and stuff like that. There was a guy, I was in a seminar and Mm -hmm. there was a guy there uh that said uh, you know the presenter mm-hmm. so um he said that it was like a, a big guy at mm-hmm. least uh, in the past it mm-hmm. was a big guy and he said the first thing or the the most important thing that he applied in order to lose weight Yeah, it was to put his um uh, sports shoes mm-hmm. next to the bed next to his bed Psh. so every time we wake up in the morning straight first, on yeah exactly First thing, the sports yeah. shoes. So, so, and then if, even if he didn't uh, go for a run or something like that, mm-hmm. as soon as he, he had those shoes on his leg and he felt much different, better. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: I I feel that sometimes I get back from from work, and you know, if you've been speaking or you've been trading and speaking to people all day, you it takes a lot of uh, emotional energy as well, and, you know. I, I like training uh, jujitsu. I like doing all these different hobbies. Until I put on my 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 stuff, I don't feel like I'm I'm ready to go there. As soon as yeah. I put it on, I'm I'm I get in that kind of head as exactly. well. Yeah. Um,
1: Super important.
0: Which maybe be good for trading as well. Maybe you've got an outfit or something that, that's like every day, this is the type of thing you wear. You don't you don't think about anything. Maybe if you have like a specific outfit, if it's a pair of a black top, black trousers, that's and you just wear that idea. every single day. And you know that when you're in this outfit, you're in trading mode. Could be like a good anchor to, to get yeah. you into that that's mode. A great idea. Yeah. Um, then- one thing that I do, one book that I actually recommend that I've read is something called Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is fantastic to build up your uh, morning routine and just really keep it as a habit and kind of get it um, s- uh, solidified in your in your day-to-day. don't know if you've got any kind of books that would help people. Nope. No. No, because it's all in Hebrew. <laughs> okay. But definitely Atomic Habits or check out Tim Ferriss. He's got a great podcast where he talks about a lot of things like that, especially his books as well. I think... Uh, uh, Tools are not tools are tight. He's got a lot of books, but one of them is especially for habits. Um, But check that out, Um, and that's it. I reckon we've gone through quite a lot. Right, yeah, Tons. We've got a lot of more more stuff to give, a lot of more episodes in the future. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Subscribe to our YouTube, um, Spotify. Also check out Trade the Pool and also the Fivers if you are a trader and you are missing capital. If you are good and you've got an edge, we will fund you. We do mostly uh, commodities and uh, and forex, but Mickey and, and that company, they do uh, equities for you guys that are in uh, equities trading. So uh, anyway, take care, guys, and we'll see you in the next one.
1: Thanks. Bye.